This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Fu. I'm your host, James Fu Torres, but you can call me Fu, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have the founder and CEO of More Love Media. He's also a keynote speaker and an author, and he his name is Adam Arkell, and I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Adam, how are you? Oh, James, good to be with you. So should I call you James or just Fu? Fu, I like Fu. I like Fu too. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why, you know, it's moments with food. So <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. So uh, perfect. So let's uh, kick it off with a quick introduction about yourself and your company. Uh, well, I think you, you kind of st- stated it. I'm uh, I'm a co-founder and CEO of an organization that is involved in developing, helping companies develop greater resilience within their organization. So we are in many ways a corporate well-being company. I do a lot of keynote speaking and training workshops, and we have a, a facilitation team of people like me who are, are equally committed to helping individuals and their teams become more resilient. Obviously, in a in a world where words or terms like great resignation and quietly quitting and great attrition and things like that are, are more and more prevalent, I think it's obvious that that people need support and that's that's where our company is uh is bridging that gap awesome and um you know giving all all this this things you know that for everything is is based on on, on resilience uh, is there a particular focus uh in in between you know this it's like a spectrum right it, it's so much you know there's so many different things inside of how to be resilient and and how to deal with stressors but is there a specific focus on let's say uh like exercises that are team or or is it a focus on some specific uh stressors or or is it just more broad and you just assess every company uh individually you know that's that's a great question. I'm going to try to uh, hit the last thing you said first. So first of all, it's not broad; it's very specific. But we do assess each each organization, each company, and each team by using a proprietary tool that we created some years ago called a resilient leader assessment. It takes three minutes. It's 16 questions. I think that's why we've had a great deal of success with it because it really is. Uh, very, very fast to to reveal significant information about how resilient a person is in four specific zones. So our our way, and in a moment, I'll back into how we define resilience. But this assessment tool is meant to establish a score in four areas, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual resilience. And collectively, the aggregate of that will tell us a lot about how resilient an individual and a team or an organization actually is. And that's, that's pretty cool. I love like the point system and you do this individually. And then with that, you also are able to do a a collective score, right? As a team, as an organization, right? We do, we aggregate that data. And right now we've our assessments have, have covered almost every industry you can think of public, private, 
for-profit, not-for-profit, hundreds of organizations. And I think we're somewhere between five and 6,000 assessments at this point. So the data set has gotten quite large. And what's great about that is that we can actually compare um, how how individuals in certain uh, types of of companies, certain specific industries, and even geographies are doing relative to one another, which is actually pretty cool. That that is pretty cool. I mean, data is power, right? When you have when you have data, you can take educated decisions, and everybody wants data so they can take the right decisions, right? Uh, that's why you know I do EOS and IBM, all these different things that are, that are just like storing a lot of data, right? Uh, it, it's uh, they, they are in power, right? Like Facebook, when they were just collecting all that, like oh my god, they can predict what I'm gonna think almost because they have so much data. Uh, so yeah. uh, now. You know, just curious uh, if you can uh, share this on like a high level. What are you seeing as as the biggest stressors uh, for people, and also maybe like the industry that that is just getting hit the most, right, with the stressors given the economy and the things that are happening? Right. So the the greatest stressors are actually fairly common across industries. That's what our our, our research has shown us. So people are exhausted. Uh, they are primarily exhausted in in the mental area, but where they are most neglected, more more most neglectful, is on the physical side. So routinely, when we do these assessments, the thing that lights up red more than anything else is are things related to a person's habits around their sleep, around their eating, around their exercising, and around their their time away from technology. Um, their time that basically is is for uh, recovery. Um, and when it comes to resilience, so often it is that we start with a definition and and for most people, their definition is individualized. It's based on their own experience. But the common denominator, if you will, is that they they feel that resilience is about bouncing back. It's about being able to to survive or about being able to take life's punches or or whatever the business disruption uh, challenges are that they can simply weather those those kinds of storms and that's actually the problem so across all the data sets that's one of the common through lines that we find um and what we've now been able to establish through our research and, and having done this work for many, many years and having actually written a book uh, more recently, a, a best-selling uh, book with McGraw-Hill called Change Proof, which is all about leveraging the power of uncertainty and adversity to build long-term growth. What we find is that resilience is actually not about bouncing back. It's about bouncing back stronger, which is an important distinction. In other words, it's about bouncing forward. It's not about how we endure, but it's about how we restore. So resilience, the the definition of resilience for many people has to change. That's part of what we bring to the table is that we introduce that there's a a new paradigm, a new language around resilience that, that is going to meet the moment that we're in right now, which is a period of constant never ending change and disruption. um, And a period where that change and disruption is only likely to accelerate um, and in that period, it's this is not about grit. It's not about tenacity. It's not about how you you somehow outrun these things because you're never going to outrun them. And there's no way to continue to run and run and run and and never stop. Like it's you know the the marathon that never ends. It's the it's the week that has no end. There's no weekend for so many people. Um, and that model of just I'm going to be tenacious and gritty and grind 
that model is is falling apart. That's why what we see are people that are exhausted, that are depleted, people that are losing their patience, people who've got anxiety levels that they've never experienced before, depression at levels that that have never been measured this high uh, across across the globe, even not just across North America, but everywhere really. So those are the those are the symptoms from this this old paradigm where we think we're supposed to just grind and grind and grind and and the winner is the one who can grind the longest and the most successfully uh, that that way of looking at it is not is not going to serve us in the 21st century and it might have been great in the 20th century perhaps um i know i'm a pretty tenacious guy myself uh in my career my former career as a lawyer having you know, spent 18 years in that career. I really know what it's like to to just grind things out. Uh, but ultimately, you hit the wall. And what I would say we're living through right now is a period collectively where people are hitting the wall, hitting the wall simultaneously across every industry. But the answer to your your first question is that in the medical space, among doctors and nurses and and people that support the medical industry, that's the greatest level of burnout. Um, we're finding that there is tremendous burnout at at the educa- in the education space, and people that are are in that area um, are are past the point of exhaustion. And what we see are pe- fewer people that are going into that into that industry, fewer people that are in, enrolling in those kinds of curriculums for for um, college or for grad school. And ultimately, it's because what we see in those industries are are people that are 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 really out of, uh, I wouldn't say out of balance because we don't believe in balance, but they're, they're not in harmony. And, and that's, that's a, a tremendous issue in a world that needs, that needs people in education, needs people in the medical space. Um, engineers, uh, lawyers, accountants, um, are, are also among the most highly stressed and highly exhausted, but we see it in manufacturing. We see it in hospitality. We see it just across the board, honestly. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's uh, the times. I mean, COVID, obviously, pandemic, uh, medical people, they got you know destroyed. They're still getting hit. I mean, people still getting COVID. I mean, it's still happening. That's without cutting all the other uh, types of things. And obviously, the, the the health system here is not that great, right? So that's another thing. Uh, then the un- under paying a lot of you know educators especially i mean they are literally building the future of <laughs> of the world and and they don't get compensated and they don't get treated as, as as they are essential and something big and that's why the system is is so bad and and you know now school system is something that i don't even know like i'm i, I wouldn't I even think like if I have kids, I, I don't think if I send them to school, it would be to like uh, outside something to socialize. But, you know, the knowledge is here. I'll, I'll rather hire somebody uh, that that is actually teaching them life skills, how to do their taxes, even, you know, stuff that I, that I know that are needed now. Mm-hmm. And uh, rather than just going for school because it's, it's just a standard and that's it. And, you know, uh, it's it's. It's not. It's not. It's not great out, out there. So I can understand why you you said that uh, those stressors. So you know, thank you for sharing such a detail, uh, like analysis, basically of of the things. Given that you have the data, you know, it has a lot of weight, and and I appreciate that. I know there's gonna be people when they listen to this, they're gonna be like, wow, like 
this makes sense and he you know he went uh deep into it so it was it's pretty cool and um i want to i want to go to my next question which is uh, you know given all this this the, your expertise do you have any any advice or or tips for the audience so they can they can be ahead of of these things and and make the most out of being resilient instead of bouncing back bouncing forward right i love it foo uh, well two things so first of all get a a snapshot in time of how resilient you are mentally emotionally physically spiritually and you can do that by going to rankmyresilience.com it's not there's nothing to sell so for sale it's completely complimentary it takes three minutes that's the best part rankmyresilience.com you get a baseline score so that's first second I will say that the the most significant thing that I'm able to share with people that works is to create a toggle process for yourself throughout the day. So what is a toggle? I'll, I'm going to get really uh, you know to the heart of it quickly. It's like a light switch. And and I learned this when I was 19 years old when I was working as a lifeguard at uh, at a beach and we had lost someone. It was a tragic day and we had to make some changes after that day to continue to do our jobs and do our jobs well. And I ended up being a, a lifeguard at that same beach for seven additional summers while I was for a while, I was a middle school English teacher. And then I went to law school and I had, I had time to be able to, to work in the summer at the, as a lifeguard. So I, I learned this toggle method. Uh, we didn't call it that back then, but that's what I call it today. And it's like a light switch. So you toggle back and forth between your energy zone your focus energy, in other words, and your rest and recovery zone, your focused rest. And when you effectively toggle back and forth like a light switch between those two states, your focus and energy and your rest and recovery, and you do that in a certain particular, well, there's lots of ways to do it. I'll share a couple of those now, but you toggle back and forth throughout the day. What that ends up doing is it's constantly recharging your battery. So you you have ready energy. You don't feel depleted to the degree that you might currently do. It increases longevity and productivity. So it's it's a productivity hack. It's a way to um, not end up in that depleted state or that state where you feel more anxiety, you feel more depressed, or you feel uh, as though you can't do the things in your life that you really want to do or that you lack enthusiasm or engagement for the things that you're already committed to doing. So it's a solution to those to those things. And the toggle, that light switch back and forth between on and off exists in those four areas, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And so you craft, you create, you curate even rituals each day that allow you to recharge in in one or more of those four resilience zones. And, and there's a there's a an infinite list of things that you can do for recharging purposes. So people are always asking me when I'm doing a keynote presentation or I'm doing a workshop to dig into those things in more detail. But I'll give you an example. I'm going to hold something up. So this is something called a cranial cradle. I don't have any interest. I'm not an owner in the company. I'm not promoting it. I'll just say it's a product that I actually use. And often I talk about the things that I actually use. So it's like a little rubber rubber pillow. And it sits behind your neck and I can use it when I'm sitting in my chair right now. I can put it in the small of my back, but where it's most effective is lying flat on the ground with this little pillow supporting my neck. And for five minutes with my eyes closed, just lying on the ground with this little support, which has some uh, places that it's sort of pressing in 
uh, from a, a pressure point standpoint, right, right at a, at the base of my neck. Five minutes in that position with my eyes closed is about as much as I need to get the same sort of lift as though I've had a good cup of coffee or a piece of chocolate or something else that would normally give me that little spike in my energy. And I can get that spike in my energy doing that without the fall off that comes when you've, you know, I love coffee, but by two o'clock in the afternoon, if I'm drinking coffee, not only am I not going to sleep as well at night, but I'm going to, I'm going to soon get to the place where I'm more agitated. I'm, I, my heart is racing. I'm not, I'm not really a good person. When I was a lawyer, I used to have coffee two, three o'clock in the afternoon, just so I could be a, you know, like be that much more angry <laughs> and when you know to deal with my adversaries in the afternoon um and but it, it was really poor it was really bad on my personality it was bad for my relationships with my family uh it was terrible for my sleep and ultimately doing that for a period of years landed me in the hospital with i what i felt like and thought was a heart attack that turned out to just be a panic attack, an anxiety attack, which scared the daylights out of my wife and me, um, you know, but uh, but now I don't do that because I have these toggle methods that sometimes last, I have methods that are 30 seconds, 60 seconds long that involve breathing techniques. I have other ones that are in the sweet spot. The sweet spot is typically 10 to 30 minutes, which include things like walking and walking for 20 minutes or walking after any meal that you eat. You you walk for a period of time and you do- Like right after or- Like right after. Zone two cardio walking, which is just basically walking, um, but not breathing through your mouth, strictly breathing through your nose. 20 minutes of walking in that fashion after you eat um, is a, an amazing way to not only oxidize, to get the benefits out of what you ate, but also to metabolize it so that you're not, you're not feeling So you sluggish. don't have to like do the, like I've been told that you're after eating, you're supposed to like let your food like settle, right? Yeah. Is that not a thing? It's not, no. not not, not, not in my experience and not in the experience of the folks that, that we also that we listen to because we're we research but we also are are looking at at other information that makes sense to us so yeah i don't i was a lifeguard i don't necessarily suggest that you go swimming um if you're not a if you're not a good swimmer if you're a good swimmer i used to swim after i ate i still swim after i ate um i have no problem i with did that. it uh, when i was like i'm from puerto rico so i'm from an island you know i'm, I'm just i'm always in the water i love the water yeah so i did it's it. it's about cramps happened. and people don't think you know like if you get a cramp when you're swimming it could scare some you know it could lead to a bit of a like panic in the water and and that you know as i said having been a lifeguard many years uh in fact it's funny because this book change proof the very first story is a story of a rescue at the beach um because it's a great metaphor for for the issue of of fear that people have around change you know when it comes to a change and we're living in times of epic change Often people resist the change. They they fight it. Similar to the way in the ocean when people are caught in a riptide or a, an undercurrent, the first instinct they have is to try to swim against the current and fight the current. And we all know, you know, you growing up in Puerto Rico, you know this well. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I have a house. We live on an island six months of the year. If you try to fight the current, eventually you just get worn out. And when you get worn out and tired and you get scared, there's a good chance that, you know, likelihood that you could drown is much, much greater. So you have to relax. So, you know, it's when I walk, I'm not walking 
um, after a meal, at, like I'm not running and I'm not walking for the purpose of getting aerobic exercise. Like power walking, you're just uh, walking, relaxed walking, just relaxed walking. And- yeah. But I also like to breathe just through my nose because that zone two, what's sometimes referred to as zone two uh, cardio um, is, is also really um it's it's very healthful. I'm I'm like literally I'm I'm cleansing my my lungs and I'm oxidizing what I've eaten and my circulation is better and I just feel better. Like again, it's better than coffee. And I, again, I love coffee in the morning, but in the afternoon I will not drink it because I know it's going to interfere with my sleep at night. Um and there's other ways to to recapture your energy. So resilience in many ways is is a way to cure depletion. When we think about the kind of training that we recommend this toggle method is very similar to what an Olympic athlete or professional athlete would regularly do to be able to perform their best when they, when it's called for. Um, And I think that's the thing is that when we, if we think of ourselves in those terms, in those four zones, we're, we're treating ourselves as though we are, about to about to perform in an olympic event something super important what would you do differently right would you have been up to two o'clock last night getting only four hours sleep or something would you have been drinking as much as you drank the night before would you be eating what you're eating you know we all know the answer to that question right so uh this is just about creating new habits if you will that produce greater resilience and in doing so individually and and as teams collectively in organizations what we see is is the the mental side improves the emotional side improves the physical side improves which is the part that's most lacking uh for people and even the spirits the your spirit improves so the sense that you're in alignment that you feel that your mission and values uh that these things are being honored uh, that you're doing those things that are congruent with how you truly feel uh, all those things the scores uh, rise so for example when we work in organizations we see that engagement scores increase uh, pto use of pto increases and we're always trying to get people to take their pto um, we see that absenteeism absenteeism decreases that uh, injuries on the job decrease these are really tangible cost savings in in many ways and then productivity increases. So, you know, there's, there's that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That was uh, so, so much information. This is one of those that you gotta go back and like, listen to it and, and internalize that because it's so much and it's so relevant, right? It's so timely. I think it's always, it will always be, but uh, I, I don't know if it's just because we're more connected now, everything is online and, and now it's, it's, more addressed and people have their own outlets to be able to talk to the world now, right? It's not, be, oh, what is in the media? That's it. What is in the TV? And that's it. Now media is like social media, right? Like uh, now it's like TikTok, anybody can just hop in and no followers. You got a video and suddenly can get hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, it's yeah. it's incredible now. And that's why I keep I I don't want to be like oh we're living the toughest times or blah blah, blah because uh, no, the only thing in my in my opinion obviously it's not the ultimate reality but in my opinion the fact that we're seeing all these things and we think the world is so bad is 
just because we have access to knowing that things are happening. Not, and if anything, before it was worse. It's just it wasn't talked about because we no, people didn't have their phones and be able to just live stream and they get they reach thousands of people, right? Uh, and that that's what I that's my ticket. But still, regardless of of that, it, it's something that it's a great great thing to to share because uh, a lot of people just live their life so in survival mode instead of looking for 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 really thriving as a human being and and even myself i mean i know uh it's not like i know everything right but i i i do think my 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 personal my my personal health and and my mental health and everything regarding to 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 my person I, I need to take care of it and, and really excel. So that way I can then take care of other people and my business and serve others better. So I, I know that. And, but still, like I, I get educated. I, I read books. I do all these things and still it's, it's difficult. Like a lot of times I find myself in a, almost a, a, a fight or flight states, like, a, because it's like the business. Like, I mean, two years and a half in business and, and learning all these things, hiring people having to fire people, having to have clients that are not ideal, you know, all this, this different things coming together. It's, it's, it's tough, right? It's very tough. So that's why I, I love talking about mental health because I believe that there is not really, we don't, we don't have business or career problems. We just have personal problems that they reflect on our careers and on our business. So I think that's, that's really astute, Foo. I, uh, that resonates with me. I mean, you know, the somebody once said that problems are good, <laughs> you know, and I like, really? Problems are good? How, how, what do you mean by that? Right. And, and what that person said to me was that problems are good because they show you where your problems are. And I think that's ultimately, um, you know, the first step is awareness. We, we have to understand. That's why I'm so, um, adamant about finding out where you're starting from. Like, how resilient are you? Because That's without the, the awareness, right? it's really difficult to know what to do differently, right? So we're a little blind and that's the first problem. But when we do get that awareness, then it's like understanding that your your problems are things that we we have the choice to outperform. I truly believe that. We can outperform our problems, but we need resources to do it. Like I'm I'm sitting here talking to you, but and and I'm not saying by any chance that I've I have all the solutions, not in my own life and not in anybody else's life either, but I have some that work and work consistently. And that's what we share, you know, information about like, I'm drinking it. This is green drink. I'm not, this is not a prop. I'm drinking. This is where we're talking. It is a recipe for this green drink. When um, a part of what we, we share with people is like a resource kit for how to be more resilient in areas where they're currently not resilient, such as the kind of food you eat. And we're, you know, there's lots of choices today. There's lots of information about it. But I got on my desk, this is this is MCT powder that's, you know, in water, tastes, tastes really good. And I'm drinking water and I have my green drink. And there are things that just work that are not, they're not invasive. They're not ex super expensive. They're not hard to, hard to use to support yourself. But if you don't know what those those things are, if you don't understand why, even because there's so much to take in, like you say, so much content coming at us, it's it's that's one of the biggest choices that or stressors and anxiety inducing things that didn't exist 20 years ago is there's so much content. Now, what should I be paying attention to and what makes sense? And isn't everybody just trying to get me in their funnel? I mean, you know, like and we 
like we get that, but we still have to take action. And, uh, and, and that's, and that's the difference maker, you know, is that you don't end up in analysis paralysis, or you just are sort of have your blinders on to the fact that you got to take care of your body. You got to take care of your mind. <laughs> you got to take care of your heart and, and your soul as well. So, um, you know, at the risk of it sounding self-serving, I, I feel like we provide a lot of details of those things in this book, Change Proof. If people want to take that resilience assessment, feel free to do so. It's free. As I said, there's a resource kit that you can get access to that just has all these different options for the toggle, the on and the offs, and everything from 30 seconds to, to 30 minutes, which is a sweet spot for us. You know, if you can, if you can just, and, and so the question to me often is asked is, well, how much do you do that? And I say three, four times a day, I have got it in my calendar. Like it's scheduled on my Gmail calendar that I am taking a break. You know, the research is clear that if we have breaks of five to 10 minutes between our Zoom meetings or whatever meetings we've got, that our brains are cool. The color like literally physically shows up in the CT scans as, as blue. But when we don't have breaks, less than five minutes or no breaks between our meetings, the CT scan shows that our brains are red, orange. So literally hot head versus cool head. I mean, this is not, you know, rocket science in that sense. We all, you know, visually you can just see the difference. So it's it's not a it's not a difficult thing if you're running a small team, you have a you know, like you've got a new a company that that you founded, you're an entrepreneur, or you're running an organization, you know, a team within a bigger organization, that you have etiquette rules around meetings so that you don't back to back to you know, back to back to belly to belly these meetings that have people, you know, not able to, to recover. This is simple, you know, but we've got to think about it. We've got to be aware of it. And then we've got to make commitments to change certain things. And, and so that's the conversation that more than anything, I just love having um, because I see people's, the light bulbs go off, you know, in the head and we go, Oh, maybe this is, this is a way we can actually keep our talent. They don't have to go like looking for their, for their better quality of life in some other uh, business, some other company or some other industry, right? We can help meet people's needs right where we are when we become better, better at at really identifying well-being and, and the causes of well-being and the causes of, of you know, the opposite of that, which we're seeing everywhere. So, yeah, yeah, this this was, um, you know, great information. Thanks for, for sharing all these things. I know there's like so, so much uh, information here and there's great takeaways, right? Uh, I'll, I'll definitely make sure that that I position the links on the description that you mentioned. I myself will love, love to go and check it out. So I, I'll, I will go in and check it out. Uh, I, uh, I I I I thought about when you know when you say the toggle thing, I kept I kept thinking about how I I am very good at like unwinding like okay let me disconnect like i go to bed very early because i have like my unwinding routine that i do every day uh and that way i i get myself in in the right state of mind where i disconnect and then i can just fall asleep and then wake up and you should wake up between like i don't know 3 50 3 45 to, to like 5 a.m no alarm i just wake up i slept i, go, I just i just make sure that i go to bed early like I start my own winding process between like, it's like 8 p.m. or so, right? And then like by 9, like 9.30, not later than 10. Like I don't, I want to be asleep definitely before 10. So that that's when I, how I do that. And I'm able to just 
at 4 a.m. I'm working or like 4.30 I'm working, right? Like right before five, that's when I like to work. Uh, and I get 10 a.m. comes and I'm like kind of tired. I'm like, whoa, but I worked for four, four, four and a half hours already. Right. Uh, and and given that I'm in Pacific time, it's 7 a.m. when I woke, you know, 4 a.m., 7 a.m. in in, uh, in the East uh, East Coast. I have clients and over there and even employees. So that's uh, that's why I adjusted initially because of necessity. And now I just love it. I, I, I'm a morning person now. So <laughs> it's been- that's a, that's so great. Cool. Yeah, thank thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, it's it's something one thing too that I do uh to be honest, the last two weeks I have not because I have like a lot of things. And you telling me this, it, it makes me like kind of whips me out a little bit. It's like I do I do yoga. Yoga is my my thing that I do for exercise because I com- I combine the the meditation, stretch, and exercise together in like 15 to 30 minutes. That's it. Like, and it's like, you said the sweet spot. I'm like, damn, that is literally what I operate. Uh, and it's just following, uh, I follow Boho Beautiful uh, in uh, in here in, in, in YouTube. It's free. And it, it's amazing. I mean, I discovered because of my girlfriend and now it's like a medicine cabinet almost. It's like my go-to. She's, she's, it's not voiceover. She's talking. So I feel she, I have my, my yogi master, like literally uh, with me. So it's, it's amazing. I need to, I, last two weeks, I, I haven't, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get back to it. It's just like we go waking up and I'm like, I have so many things, clients, new clients, current clients, you know, and I just being like, just so focused on that. But um, but yeah, that I need to go back because every time I do it, and I do it a lot of times, uh, minimum three times a week is what I like to do. Ideally, I mean, if I can do it seven days, you know, get every day on the mat, it's it's ideal. But you know, uh, I just need to, I need to, I need to stop taking taking like oh, like what is the work, right? Like it's thirty minutes, right? Like, and I shower then like fifteen minutes, forty five minutes, and and it's so good for my health right it's it's just that but I, at least i stay active i walk and stuff i'm just not doing the yoga part that is my one of my favorite things to do but i you know this 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 was a good uh pressure on me to to get back on, on the horse of uh of yoga so thank you and uh i just want to tell you i just want to thank you for for taking the time to to coming here and just drop so many bombs giving some resources perfect for the audience to to take action right because the the reason that i'm doing this is because I was having so many valuable conversations that I was like, damn, I wish I would have recorded this and shared it with the world. And that's why I'm doing this with Moments with Food, because I'm not trying to push an agenda or anything. I just want to get get the info, like, what's your your background? So we know where, where this advice is coming from. Let's get into a, advice, into takeaways for people, action steps. So people have something to, to work on right after this. That's what I want. I just don't want like, Hey, look at me. I'm so great. Right. Like that's not the, the, the point in here is it's value. Cause when you give value, then, you know, the universe returns it. So that, that's, that's uh, my taking here. And also because I do PR, my mission is to amplify the impact of people that are doing great things in the world. And I think they're doing great things. So, you know, I'm happy to amplify your impact through, through this podcast and hopefully, you know, through other uh, PR strategies too. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Yeah, perfect. So um, just uh, last thing, uh, I know there's going to be people that want to talk to you. So how can people find you? That's easy. They can go to adammarkell.com um, and adammarkell.com. We'll also give them access if they wanted to check out our podcast. We have a podcast based on this book, Change Proof. Uh, So there's a Change Proof podcast. They can check that out. 
the book itself. And, and the thing that most importantly to me is that people find out again, again, how resilient they are. They can go to that link from earlier to get their own free assessment and start the journey, get the information for how it is you toggle and what the options are, like the, the various things. And of course, it's a, it's a, um, a, a list uh, in many ways in those four zones. And you just try things on things that fit great. You know, you want a green drink recipe that's worked, you know, for others, you try it. If it works for you, great. You keep doing it. If it doesn't, you stop, you pick up something else, but the concept you keep. And then that's what you were talking about. So, and I'm a big fan of yoga as well. So yoga is something I, I, uh, every, every day that I do yoga, any day that I do yoga is a better day for sure. That's exactly my point. And sometimes I feel I have this battle between I want to do yoga because I know it's good for me. And then it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to do it later. And then like time goes by, then I eat. Oh, I already ate. Right. And then keep procrastinating like that. But then every time that I do it, I'm like, why do I not do this every day? So because every time that I do it, I'm like, feel it's a better day. Like you said, it's it's just a better day, period, in every way. And I'll I'll start or start like getting doing some yoga again because I need to. But thanks, you know, thanks again uh, for for doing this. This was amazing. I, I I will include. I'll make sure that I get the links from you. Uh, so I I include that, and uh, then hopefully uh, some people uh, get get some great value from it. So uh, thank you for this. Wonderful. So uh, well, thank this... you for having me as a guest on the show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was my pleasure and. Uh, so yeah, like this was um, one last thing that I want to say is um, one thing that I like saying a lot, especially after like impactful podcasts like this is you don't, you don't get what you want. You get what you believe and you got to believe that you deserve better. And, and that's why you should take care of your mind, your body and your soul. So that is the last thing that I want to leave the audience with. And uh, uh, this uh, was Adam Markell and James Futores. And this is us signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.